Howdy. It is me, Matt, <laughs> uh, and my friend Trinko. Howdy. It is me. <laughs> it is us. <laughs> we are here. Uh, this week, we watched uh, a movie from 2018 starring Keanu Reeves called Replicas. Yes, this was recommended by a friend of mine, Alyssa. So thank you, Alyssa, for making this happen to us. Yeah, thank you for, for <laughs> suggesting maybe one of the worst movies I've seen in a, in a little while. <laughs> it is truly an experience. It sucks as well because I really like Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah. I think I like him more as a person than an actor. I think his acting's really uh, stiff. Yeah. Well, yeah. It wor- like I think it works in movies like um, John Wick. Matrix. Matrix. Bill and Ted? Yeah. Well, it's funny though, because you look at Bill and Ted and then you look at this and it's like two completely... I mean, they're obviously insanely different characters. Yeah. But still, I think the acting is quite a bit different. Yeah. I'm always um, sort of curious about... Uh, I actually was thinking about it when I was watching the film today because mm. my mind just started wondering um, like what it is about uh, like a film that makes it bad or good. Like, is it the acting or is mm. it like the way it's cut together or something like that because yeah there was you know there was a few familiar faces in in the film yeah and i was like i don't think they're this bad an actor no look i think i think it's a it's a whole lot of things and i think there were a whole lot of things wrong with this movie (laughs) um plot being one of them Uh, you know a few a few things a few things yeah but um look i i this doesn't change my opinion of keanu reeves uh, apparently he is a sweetheart in real life oh yeah i, I love keanu reeves yeah but, um and i think hollywood needs more sweethearts yeah mm. yeah anyway um moving on what um <laughs> what's your um what's your review for a friend on this one uh well i'll start with the the actual um synopsis of the, of the film mm. if you don't mind please uh so it's it's about william foster who's uh, played by keanu reeves uh, who is a brilliant neuroscientist who loses his wife, son, and two daughters in a tragic car accident. Mm. Uh, utilizing cutting-edge technology, William comes up with a daring and unprecedented plan to download their memories and clone their bodies. As the experiment begins to spiral out of control, Foster soon finds himself at odds with his dubious boss, a reluctant accomplice, a police task force, and the physical laws of science. I'm sorry, I just started laughing because I read the terms a police task force and realized that there's a scene where the police show up for a completely unrelated matter and they're, they're never heard from again. Yeah, that's funny because I was going to say, I don't remember any police task force. I remember these Jones guys, fucking yeah. goons, but there was no task force. Hired goons. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I might be... Um, Coming out with this too soon, but I can't help myself because my favorite line in the whole fucking movie is, my name's not even Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best. That was the only part I rewound to watch. Mm. Um, That Yeah, that I think to me was when I went, okay, this is really the caliber of film. Yeah, if if you haven't seen it, like I would still recommend watching it um, just to see just how bizarre it is. Yeah. Look, to be fair, I really enjoyed the concept of this because I find the concept of um, what is it that makes us human and can that be transferred into something else? I find that really interesting. And there's a video game I played, uh, I think last year, called Soma. It's like a horror game. And it deals with that like transference of um, consciousness and the way that you kind of progress through the story really... Um, 
Like in the beginning, you kind of, yeah, whatever, you can transfer your mind to something else and they can do that in this universe. But then you kind of, as you keep going further, deal with the consequences oh. of that. And yeah. sometimes it works in your favor and sometimes it doesn't. Interesting. So, yeah, this really brought up that for me because that game really stuck with me. It's worth a play. Okay. If you um, if you play video games, I highly, highly recommend giving Soma a go. Um, but yeah. I Yeah, well, I mean, that's interesting because, and you're right, there is like, there is films out there that deal with like, the the some of the topics that this film touches on and it's not that the 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 concepts are like bad it's just that and it's not even that this movie doesn't like push the button mm. i think the problem is that it pushes too many buttons and they're all the wrong button at the wrong time yeah like, totally yeah and and it doesn't it doesn't deal with the right aspects of or no that's not necessarily true i think it deals it deals with um interesting assets that's the the <laughs> it deals with interesting aspects from within that topic but i think i don't think it does that in the right way like there are times where i'm like well that should have been the obvious answer yeah you know yeah yeah anyway this will become more apparent as we go through um the plot but yeah yeah there is um there is and i was looking at reviews for this because you know as i like as you all know i like to sort of look up and see just you know some of the the best ways of explaining the uh, the films we watch um, like for a friend or just a different take other than the actual synopsis. And um, one thing, one line I found from a, um, from a review uh, of RogerEbert.com, um, there was one particular line and I, I put this one down because it made me think about, I was thinking like, how could this movie have been better? But this one line sort of implies how it could have been better by just embracing the fact that it's batshit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that there's one line, which you know, admittedly is out of context, but I still think it makes sense. It's regarding Keanu Reeves' character, William Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the line is, this is the kind of part that Nicolas Cage would have eaten alive, <laughs> realizing yeah. that Will needs to be portrayed as an all-out maniac for the movie to work. Yeah, fully. And I think that's true. I, I think that's absolutely right, because I feel, I feel like when, when the tragedy struck he could have leaned into it so much harder, yeah. but he didn't. And I think that when you've got nothing to lose, as he probably did in that situation, like he could have done, yeah, there could have been so much more. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, well, we might as well just sort of go through it for um, those who haven't seen it or mm. for those diehard fans out there who have seen it, but it's been like, you know, a couple of days and they need a bit of a refresher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're here um, for you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's what that's what we do. Yeah. Um. So we open up uh, with a, a a helicopter landing at the Bionine Industries secretive research experimental research lab uh, in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. That's where it was. I was trying to remember where it was. Mm. I knew it was somewhere like South American. Nothing bad could happen on American soil. <laughs> Absolutely not. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume they're there to skirt um, research laws or something. Yeah, it's sort of actually. There's, I don't think there's ever actually. No, they never a reason. It. Yeah. They, 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 they like they're just there. Yeah, not even is, is it green screen? Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off, <laughs> off track here. Totally fine. There's plenty of other things to talk about about this film. <laughs> um, so we 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 meet a, a very nervous looking William Foster, Keanu Reeves, as I mentioned, who's uh, received news that a donor is on site, presumably mm-hmm. in the uh, helicopter. There's talk about the uh, you know don- a donor signing re- release and things like that. So we sort of know that there's like something you know odd or maybe high pressure about to happen. We meet Ed Whittle, who is played by Thomas Middleditch. Mm. Uh, you may know him as the the guy from Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who's like uh, Foster's uh, sort of assistant? Uh, a whole bunch of like scientists and important looking people um, congregate in a room where there's this like lifeless robot just sitting in a chair. 
Um, and the donor is revealed to be the corpse of a recently deceased adult male who we later found out is actually, we find out is a, um, a soldier mm. who was like killed in combat, presumably, yeah. um, given the state of him. The, com- the, the cadaver is, is then fitted with some gnarly looking tech that both Ed and uh, William agree uh, to proceed with whatever it is they're doing. William, this this part I thought was, was kind of funny. William then goes on to explain to everyone in the room, seemingly for the first time, what they're about to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like take 300 and something by this point. A lovely exposition there. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of like, you know, treating the audience like a real moron. Energize the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, so he's sort of given like a quick rundown, just sort of like, we're just going to like transfer his consciousness from like the dead corpse to this robot yeah so just just if you're in the room and you weren't sure yeah just yeah act accordingly uh, yeah that's what we're doing yeah, yeah that's what we're doing here yeah they basically they, they fit this thing on this guy's head it sticks a needle in his eye and it extracts the what was it what was it called again it was like the um the neural data or something like that yeah some bullshit like amazing the writer would have been like uh oh, what would you call it uh, neural data will do yeah i feel like there wasn't enough research done on this uh I, I yeah I, I feel like when films do this sort of stuff like mostly sci-fi obviously yeah um some people go the, the way of trying to explain too clearly what they're doing yeah yeah sometimes yeah. the like there's you know there's value in the mystery of what it is it's not totally. even about the process it's yeah. about like what you're actually doing rather than yeah. nitty gritty and I think it's putting faith in the audience that if they you know that they're, they're smart. So they could probably piece it together. And if not, like they'll go out and have a look anyway if they're interested. Yeah. You know? Anyway. I figure it was it's pretty thing. clear, right? Like there's totally. a humanoid robot with yeah. that is lifeless and a corpse has been brought in. Yeah. You could probably guess what's gonna happen 100%. to some degree of accuracy. So anyway, so once they do this um, little like fucking neural data dealy, William then dons this like huge sort of like augmented reality headgear thing and like minority reports the shit out of the place like <laughs> but awfully <laughs> well, really bad like yeah. i i was watching it and just trying to intentionally ignore the graphics that he was like obviously interacting with and just thinking how funny that would have been to have filmed <laughs> yeah just yeah someone moving around like this um and it's just it's that stuff is really funny to me because <laughs> the idea is that he's like you know programming and he's setting up you know using you know, this interface and blah, blah blah to prepare the operation it's just Anyone who's used a computer, yeah, like yeah. That, it's just no. It's it, it's actually more of a hassle than anything. I would dare say. I'd like to um, just apologize. I don't know if it's being picked up by yeah. the mics, but the um, the pipes in the walls, yeah. and it, it's not even us using the water. It's someone in next door, probably or upstairs. But sometimes the pipes whistle, <laughs> uh, and it's really fucking annoying. Anyway, I don't know if it's being picked up on the mic, but if you can hear like a high pitch uh, ringing, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not us seeding yeah. of this idea of a movie. <laughs> yeah, um, it's my brain humming it- from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So we. Uh, yeah. So so you know he's fucking doing his little um, graphical UI jig. <laughs> um, the synthetic brain starts lighting up and, and everyone's like just throwing around a shitload of scientific jargon. <laughs> That's right. Foster gives the go ahead to energize yeah. <laughs> the body. Energize the body. Um, and starts chatting to it. And then we learn that the, the soldier's name is Sergeant Kelly. His mind's been seemingly successfully uploaded to this you know, synthetic brain and, and the robot's sort of you know moving around, starting to twitch to life. But it just, you know, Sergeant Kelly, uh, sorry, robot Sergeant Kelly asks, <laughs> you know, who am I? To which he tries to explain 
you know what what's happened to him mm. and that he's in a synthetic body but basically the robot just has this enormous existential meltdown and just start, keeps screaming who am i yeah, yeah um and then just starts ripping himself apart so at this point it's like it's a failure uh, so Foster's just like, all right, turn it off. Like, this is no good. But of course, the abort button doesn't work. Classic. Um, <laughs> so it, so the next step apparently is to like for people to start physically restraining the robot, which was not already physically restrained. And they get tossed around the room. And then good old uh, Foster just walks up and literally yanks the cord out of the, the PowerPoint. And Classic. everything's fine. Yeah. Which was just, yeah, unnecessarily over the top. Also, it makes no sense to me that if this is an experimental thing and you don't know how... It's going to react. Why make the robot super fucking human? Yeah. Like they've given it like superhuman strength. Like why not just make it like piss weak? Also, why even upload it to a physical, like to a robot? Just yeah. upload it to a computer where yeah. it can't do anything. Run a simulation or something, right? Yeah. Put it in like a little sandbox where yeah. it's like, if it doesn't work, all right, just shut it down. Yeah. Sweet. Ugh. Ugh. Unbelievable. And this is just the first problem with this car. <laughs> There's yeah. still so much more to go. Yeah. So we then meet uh, Foster's boss, who is simply known as Jones, <laughs> which fucking kills me. Jones, it's so good. He uh, is he he in something else? Uh, He's not a great actor. I- <laughs> <laughs> Very sorry. Maybe I shouldn't give his name. His name is is, is um, John Ortiz. But he, yeah, I like I agree. Like I saw him, and I was like, I know know you. Like you're in stuff. Yeah. Um. You may be surprised to hear that he's in other such hits as Fast and Furious. Oh yeah. Bumblebee. And, wow. 2018 was quite a year for him. In 2018, he did Replicas, Bumblebee, and Peppermint. Peppermint. Yes. <laughs> is that a romantic comedy? Oh, let's have a look. This is an incredible segue. I would love to know. Oh, so uh, let me see. Five years after her daughter and husband's brutal murder. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, <laughs> a woman sets out to strengthen her body and mind so she can bring justice to her family. And is her name Peppermint? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she's really sweet. <laughs> but if that doesn't scream romantic comedy, then I, yeah, I look, don't know what does. Who are we to judge, you know? I, that's right. uh, anyway, look, uh, Mr. Ortiz. I, I mean, look, I don't think... I don't think a lot of it was his problem, perhaps. I think a lot of it was maybe... There was a lot of problems. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. But you know who I thought did an all right job? Thomas Middleditch. I think he did okay. But you know what? It's it's, it's the Keanu Reeves factor again. Like, I just like... Yeah. Middle ditch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the thing. This, there's like a cast here that's like they're full of likable characters mm. and, and people who I've seen in other stuff who are, and I've liked them. So, like, you know that these people can act. I yeah, think totally. There's a, there's a couple of other issues going on. Yeah. With this film, but um, at this point, Jones uh, informs Foster that you know it's been a lot of failures. Uh, basically, you've had plenty of chances, and they're on the verge of shutting the whole thing down. Um, so William races home to his family and, uh, where his family, his wife, Mona, uh, who's played by Alice Eve. They're all packing to go away on a holiday somewhere. It seems, uh, Ed arrives at the house cause he's house sitting while they're away. It seems like the only responsibility is to feed the fish. They then have this sort of discussion about what happened at work that day. And he was like, Oh, nothing happened. You know, like the robot talked and like it ripped itself apart. Just the usual. And then, um, Mona sort of, you know, provides the ethical argument against the work mm. that William and Ed do. Um, you know, about you know, playing God and that sort of stuff and that he's losing sight of his morals and ethics just for like personal gain and yeah. he's sort of becoming obsessive. Fair enough. 
anyway, the Fosters hit the road to their holiday destination uh, when tragedy strikes during the night drive. Yeah. It's raining. It's Pissing dark. Out. Oh, it's really belting down. And anyway, Mona and the kids uh, are killed uh, after they narrowly miss a, a truck. Uh, but then a tree ends up uh, like sort of piercing, like impaling Mona. And then they go into a lake and everyone basically dies except for uh, William. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he wakes up and everyone's dead. So he, he drags them out of the car and um, has them all on, on dry land and stuff like that. Um, so obviously quite a horrific thing that's happened. Um, but ever the scientist, the first thing that uh, he, he decides to do is to give Ed a call. And mm. uh, just be like, come out to this random location on the highway in the middle of the night. Bring a shitload of gear. Uh, didn't tell him anything else than that. No other information. So it, Ed, for whatever reason, just obliges. Man, he just gets a bum rap in this movie. He, yeah, he, <laughs> I got to say, I, I did feel for him. He just gets used and used and used mm. over and over again. But uh, yeah, Ed, Ed arrives in the scene, finds that um, William's you know entire family is dead. And he's, you know, he, he sort of figures it out. He realizes like what he's what he's planning on doing, which is to like, he asks them to bring all the gear to like take their uh, copy of their minds, um, their neural imprint, I think it's called, or they some jargon like they, yeah. they use. But basically, yeah, as you said, like it's at this point where like a, a obviously traumatized William just enters like the dick phase of the character of yeah. the movie. Like he's just a real prick. Mm. And he just like poor Ed cops the brunt of it for yeah. like a serious chunk, um, but basically yeah he's just like he, he's like do it makes him do it so they they get all the mines uh, into their USBs <laughs> and then basically uh, they go to the lab at like you know the middle of the night or like two in the morning or something like that so it's quite late there's a handprint to scan into the the facility but it seems like that's it at this high tech <laughs> yeah secretive research place. Like, yeah. there doesn't seem to be anyone else on site, no security. Uh, I would have thought there'd be cameras galore and, like, just all sorts of accountability. But it seems like as soon as you handprint into the, get into the car park, yeah, it's fine. It was incredibly easy for them to walk out of there with millions of dollars worth of gear. Oh, yeah. And no yeah. one asks any questions. Not to mention then return with that millions and, or billions of dollars worth of gear and a couple of corpses. Yeah, they brought the corpses into the building as well. Yeah. Highly unnecessary. Look, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I wouldn't try it at my work, no. at least. But uh, yeah, but basically, uh, when they get to the the lab, they walk in. This is my this is one of my favorite parts. So at the start of the movie, um, we are sort of introduced to this idea that William and Ed are obviously neuroscientists of some sort or engineers and that lots of business, and they're trying to move the human consciousness to a robot, to a yeah. synthetic brain, right? The conversation that they just casually engage in when they arrive at the at the lab is about Ed talking to about how he's like, yeah, sure, I can clone animals, yeah. but like we've never done it with humans before. And I was like, what about the robots? I don't. Why are you? What are you talking about cloning people? There's been no talk about cloning. Yeah, people at the any cloning point. thing came out of fucking nowhere. It just all of a sudden, everything's clones. I just assumed that he was going to put their consciousness into a bunch of robots and have a robot family. So did I. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. It was like a twist that no one asked for. Yeah. Um, so that was a weird thing. So you, anyway, we find out that, yeah, apparently cloning is not a problem. But, you know, he's only done it successfully on sort of animals and that there's been a whole, whole bunch of horrific issues with those animals and stuff like that. There's also another hitch in the plan. That's right. Uh, there's only enough clone cubes or tubs or whatever yeah. they are for three of the four bodies, yeah. which means someone has to miss out. Yeah. 
Um, well, see, no, I disagree with this, right? Because he does he does three, mm. and then just just do the fucking other one later. I would have thought so. Yeah. I also would, I don't understand that. And then you've got too many. <laughs> you've yeah. got three, and you only need one. I, yeah, it doesn't. I. It was a weird like, yeah. problem to throw. Like it was, and this is exactly this sort of sums up the problem with this film. Mm. There are so many times where it gets to a point where it's like some sort of ethical conflict or like a personal like uh, you know conflict that needs to occur, and it's like cool, like that's a really interesting sort of idea. Like how do you deal with that? Yeah. But it was just so like they're always so blatantly flawed. Yeah. Like there's yeah. always like a really obvious way around it or. There's just a, a really unclear reason as to why they they're facing this problem. Yeah, you know what? I actually part of me thinks that um, maybe the grand vision of this, maybe from the writer's perspective, was actually a lot more put together. But mm. because I, one thing I noticed from the beginning was that the pacing was quite fast. It was moving like it was odd, like from the get go, it was like going. Yeah, I think that there was probably more in there for a setup. But then whoever funded the movie or whoever got involved in it was like, no, you need to dumb it down. You need to make it easy to understand mm. and um, it needs to be faster paced. So I think there probably was a really good um, moral story within all of that yeah. that they probably wanted to tell. But then it just got fucking railroaded by investors or something. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, they uh, they just were like, no, no, it's more of an ethical dilemma if they clone humans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. all ployed by a big clone. <laughs> they were probably investors in this. Big Dol- clone! Big clone, Dolly the sheep. So um, anyway, so uh, what they end up doing is they, they get all this equipment, they set it up in, in William's basement in his house. <laughs> this is... Uh, just sort of like verging on like you know the line between like serious existential dread and like light comedy, <laughs> um, because yeah you have um, this huge elaborate setup with billions of dollars of of uh, research equipment. They're making clones, not entirely sure what from because as far as I know, oh I, and they got the body so maybe that's they yeah. don't really go into, they amazingly don't go into the detail about how the the clones are made but there's plenty of information about the you know enormous like transferring of minds and mm. consciousness to robots and that sort of biz but anyway that, that's fine i assume they just needed some dna right yeah or something like at this point like it just like i'm happy to accept yeah that like if they've decided to go clones all of a sudden yeah <laughs> fine it's funny it. to me that the um that the major hurdle they had was um was the 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 consciousness thing but making a clone is just like mixing a cocktail yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like they very lazily sort of just are like oh i've cloned like a couple of like monkeys and stuff but terrible things happened and then ed uh, william is just like you gotta make it happen yeah and it's like okay like you've sort of just twisted my arm and he just does it we just won't make any mistakes yeah (laughs) he's the worst scientist yeah horrible we'll just don't do that yeah cool thanks man you think i didn't think of that (laughs) what are you 12 yeah exactly (laughs) So anyway, uh, we get to a point. At this point, it, it's um, William has just been an br- enormous fucking asshole to Ed the entire time, and it sort of cli- culminates um, and climaxes to a point where William has to decide which one of his family members don't get doesn't get cloned. Mm. So effectively, they they stay dead despite Matt and my uh, crazy idea to just you know circumvent that problem. <laughs> anyway, he tries to get Ed to choose which one of his kids. He's going to die. Yeah, he tries to get him to like pick a name out of the bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and thankfully, Ed finally stands up for himself. And he's just like, no, fuck you. Like, I've already done plenty for you. Yeah. You do it. Anyway, Zoe Zoe loses out. 
So I think that was the youngest daughter. Yeah. William's next request is that all the clones are completed at the same time, mm-hmm. which apparently is just like a huge roadblock because the way Ed reacts is like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all fixed by some quick maths that he scrawls on a notepad. A simple equation <laughs> on a bit of legal legal pad. Who you know? would have thunk it? Not a problem. Yeah. I like, yeah, when he, when he poses the question, he just goes, oh, and he just spins on his like desk chair like 45 degrees, scrolls down something in pencil, and he's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah we'll just like bump it up to like 185 degrees celsius instead like whatever like some some sort of lame thing but he goes on about how like these these tanks are super sensitive like you've got to be monitoring them 24 7 and there's a big build-up that like something's probably going to happen at some point during this cloning phase and it doesn't no yeah it goes it couldn't go better no (laughs) it's it's fantastic yeah literally flawless and also, um, it only takes 17 days yeah. to clo- clone these people. So uh, the, uh, the assumption there, and maybe they mentioned it, but I think my mind had wandered at this point, but the assumption being that there's like an accelerated sort of growth um, with these clones because it's later on revealed that if you leave them in the tank after 17 days, they will continue to age. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that sort of comes into play and, and that's another issue a bit further down the road. But the the other issue, and I know this, there's just so much going on in this one scene we, we only saw at the beginning, um, is that there needs to be a backup generator yeah. because there needs to be constant power to these things. So many issues that could go wrong with this basement setup. Unbelievable, but absolutely absolutely nothing goes wrong throughout the entire cloning yeah. process despite this incredibly like specific stressed like setup by yeah. Ed everything's fine the solution to the backup generator that they don't have which William gets angry at Ed for not ha- like yeah. bringing him yeah. is that William just goes out with a spanner and just <laughs> steals everyone's car battery from his street yeah but not his own yeah <laughs> which I mean, obviously, like that, it doesn't make sense not to steal your own, but this comes into play, surely. Because um, we get to the point where um, Ed says that after 17 days, the clones are done. But the problem is that, you know, what about Zoe? Like, it, her memory is um, still on the drive, but also, like, everyone's going to remember. Yeah. Like, everyone else in the family has still got the same memories, and those memories include their daughter or or sister Zoe so William's solution is to just corrupt their memories which you can apparently do quite easily using his little nifty AR yeah. uh, goggles and he just deletes her existence from their minds yeah but then what fucking annoyed me with this bit is like sure you can you've got the technology to erase her memory from your family's minds but what about fucking everyone else that knows her absolutely what like what's the point yeah like, how awkward is that going to be when you go and do something, like, mundane, like, return to school or yeah. go to the shopping center for groceries and someone's like, how's Zoe? And you're like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, well, I don't know. Like, what do you, how do you handle that? <laughs> I, if it was me... Um, Mind you, we're, we're obviously looking at this. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that, like, this is all a narrative thing. Mm. I understand that. But it just seems stupid to me. But I would... <laughs> I would have just... Um, do the three kids first. When they wake up, um, you just say, oh, yeah, mum's doing work in like another state. She'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah. And then just cook her. And then 17 days later, hey, here's mum. You know, like, fuck. <laughs> cook her. And then you, like, when she wakes up, you just tell her because, I mean, she finds out eventually anyway. Yeah. She seems to take it remarkably well. Everyone just seems to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we ran into this, uh, the, the, the first, well, sorry, I, <laughs> 
one of the after that all that stuff all that setup you just sort of like all right you primed for something to go wrong with this this whole process but you know the first thing that happens is that the police come to the door and you think oh okay like here we go here here are the cops they're going to start investigating they probably found like a car that was in the lake that veered off the road that belonged to them yeah uh or like something's gone wrong or someone's seen something uh, but no, the cops are just there to ask about the spate of recent car battery rob- <laughs> uh, you know, robberies that have happened in the street, to which William just mentions that like, oh, that's so weird. Uh, also, m- no one stole mine. And the cops even say, oh, so you're the lucky one guy or something like that. And he's just like, yeah. And then, but that's it. Yeah. They're just no, like, okay, yeah, bye. No follow up <laughs> Fucking what? It, unreal. <laughs> yeah. I don't even get it. Even like even William's character walks away from that encounter, just going, "Okay, so that happened." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty much how it's treated. It's Incredibly just that, strange. That just happened. But anyway, so back to the office now. So Jones has talked to Ed about the lack of William's presence in the lab, um, and that the board have decided to shut down their whole research thing if the next test doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for them. So. Ed naturally immediately informs William, who's like now living in like his basement, like 24-7, just like taking care of the clones and like the mineral levels or some shit like that. And basically, Ed's like, you know, we got to make sure we pass the next test. Otherwise, the lab's being shut down. We're all fucked. And if they shut us down, they're then going to realize that there's like billions of dollars of equipment missing Mm. uh, and this enormous, you know, scientific research lab will realize at that point, but apparently not any time beforehand for yeah. whatever reason that but whatever we're just pretending that that's not happening i guess apparently apparently an incredibly complicated scientific experiment where transferring of consciousness is being and cloning yeah is not heavily monitored or regulated yeah you can just check that shit out like a fucking public library <laughs> it's puerto like, rico baby <laughs> <laughs> anything goes <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, so that, that's also been set up. So there's there's sort of like mounting pressures and stresses building up with William. Ed's, um, taking things pretty well considering the position that he's been forced into. But, uh, William comes in the office, uh, pretending to have pneumonia, which is a lie that Ed, uh, made about him not being present. To which, uh, I only mention this because Jones, uh, when he encounters him, he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I've got pneumonia. Um, <laughs> and Jones, the boss, just replies, what a trooper. And it was just the most relatable office moment I've ever <laughs> seen in, on film. Like, yeah, wasn't it? I just think back to the times when we all used to work in offices and mm. people were like, hey, are you heaps sick? And you'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, get back to work. <laughs> um, Enough so, out of you. <laughs> not, yeah, I'm not paying you to talk. <laughs> Anyway, so everyone in the lab starts hassling him for stuff because obviously, like, they got a big fucking test coming up. But, uh, you know, William's got bigger things in his mind. He's got a four corpses in his basement plus another <laughs> four growing. So Ed covers Williams when the, when the school kid's school teacher comes by to, like, hey, I got to pee really suddenly. So she just barges in and takes a leak in the house. Uh, but basically, just like, uh, raises the issue. This is when the issue comes up of like other people who know the family yeah. aren't going to, are still going to have the memories of the family. Anyway, we then, uh, this is, this is, when, this is the, uh, the sort of genesis of the, the most cringeworthy sequence mm. of William trying to cover for his missing family by pretending to be them via email and social media, Yeah, which is as per that review I read, I like Nicolas Cage would have nailed this. Yeah, yeah. It's just really cringeworthy to watch when um when when William's doing it though. It, you know what? It's it was really poorly thought out as well, even to the details. So like 
one of them was like his son, like he logged into his son, like a game that his son plays and yeah. like his friends are like, yo, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And then he's like, oh, sorry. My dad took my laptop, but he's writing it on, on a the laptop. laptop. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I have like the uh, Mona, like not replying to work emails because I think it's alleged that she's like a... um. Well, it's alleged. It's like implied that she's like a, a either like a surgeon of some sort, yeah. some sort of medical professional. It's yeah. not quite clear, but it's kind she of. She works inferred. at a clinic. Yeah, some but sort of clinic. Th- there's definitely some sort of like she has a medic. She has medical training of some sort. Hmm. Um, I, I think she's like a surgeon. That's the sort of the implication that's made. But um, but yeah, she basically just she the the thing that William does to cover her missing is to email from his wife's account to. The school principal being like, we're going to homeschool him or something like that. Yeah. Um, no one seems to ask about Mona, a doctor yeah, who yeah. I assume probably works like most days of the week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. Like this the whole sequence is littered with fucking, you know, it's, um, it's weird. Inaccuracies. And, well, it's not yeah. so much the inaccuracies. I like I the concept itself is like, okay, yeah, like he's 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 obviously very desperate. Um, who's trying to cover his tracks? Mm. But like they cover the shittest tracks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Him logging onto his daughter's fucking like Facebook account and and like being like, oh, you know, some fuckboy's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Like just, yeah. Who, who cares? Yeah. Who fucking or like, cares? yeah, yeah. Logging onto the son's game. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, was his friend gonna be like, fuck? Matt hasn't played uh, yeah. World of Warcraft in a couple of weeks. Better call the cops. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know that family whose car battery wasn't stolen? I think <laughs> something hinky's going on. <laughs> like, they're just a bunch of fucking brats online. Who gives yeah. a shit? Anyway, that was that was a yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> okay, so um, oh, so seventeen days is up. So that's after that enormous spiel about how fucking crazy and difficult everything's going to be or, and that they've never done it successfully on animals, let alone with like humans. Um, everything goes amazingly. Yeah. Everything's fine. William isn't ready though to to like, oh, Jesus. Chico <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost knocked his laptop over. <laughs> that would have been expensive. Can't clone that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. William isn't ready to take them out of the, the fucking boxes though because he hasn't figured out the mind transfer thing. Yeah. So at the moment, they're like, they've cloned humans, but they're basically like a clean slate. Like they're blank. Yeah. And he needs to be able to successfully transfer the memories and stuff for them to become themselves. Yeah. If that makes sense. But Ed is, is like tough shit. Like you should have thought about this before you did this. Yeah. And this was this is where I'd sort of imply that there's some sort of accelerated aging because he's like, if you leave them in there, they'll keep aging and once you do bring them out, they'll be a lot older than when they died. So people are going to be like, that's not right. Yeah. Anyway, so Williams, again, his solution, he's, he's always got a solution, this guy. <laughs> um, he decides, oh, I'll just induce a coma on all these clones yeah. because he has all of the things necessary for that. Of course. They have like a full medical setup in the house, needles, vaccines, chemicals, all, all sorts of stuff. And uh, so he's going to put them in a coma um, until he can figure out the um, how to transfer the mind successfully. Uh, but Ed then says you can't keep them sedated for more than seventy two hours for no apparent reason. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't say why. I don't it, think he just. Yeah, he literally just presents like a time yeah. limit on like you got to figure it out in three days. All right, see ya. Like <laughs> it's an arbitrary time just, limit. Yeah, just a random. To time be fair, limit. Ed was probably fucking sick of dealing with it all. So you know what? You got fucking three days. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you why. They'd probably be fine. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe maybe the meat spoils or something like that. Maybe they just like <laughs> die because they aren't, aren't eating anything or drinking and stuff. I mean, they are humans yeah. after all. Like, it's a good point. Um, but but of course, none of that is is even remotely mentioned. Oh no! Um, how dare we apply logic? But um, they drain the pods. Uh, Mona comes out. She's doing fucking fantastic in terms of like she's alive and everything's fine and all that sort of business. So they sedate her and uh, the kids. They chuck them into bed, and uh, you know, Willem gets gets onto it. Gets on. Uh, working with it um, oh that's right sorry they do hook them up to IVs and stuff so they are sort of being taken care of and stuff like that mm. anyway we get to a point uh, I, this part I kind of lost me um, so it seems like William gets to a point where he hasn't figured it out and he's like about to pull the plug and he goes to inject a needle into Mona's drip yeah I think the implication is that like he's just like oh, I can't figure it out so he's going to kill the clone yeah um, but anyway, he gets a. It's it's interrupted by a phone call, uh, from from Jones, who's rattling on about something, and it's during this this period on the phone call where he touches a uh, clone Mona's hand. I've been yeah. calling a cloner. Um, <laughs> Sensational. And he notices some sort of like brain activity on a on a fucking screen that he has hooked up to her, um, and so he gets all fucking pumped up like he's had some sort of breakthrough. So he hangs up on Jones because whatever. And he, and he calls Ed over to explain what happened and basically does a demonstration where he just touches her and releases and like the brain lights up every single time. Yeah. It's just like, it's physical touch. Like that was the missing, that's the missing element, you know? Um, they don't have their, they, the minds never knew, they, they couldn't feel their actual bodies. Like we need to trick them into the robots into thinking they, you know, that's their actual body. Yeah. And he's like, he's convinced as a result that the, the human clones they've made will, will integrate the brain imprint Thing fine because yeah. they are actually their bodies. Yeah. Um, to me, like to me, this should have been a really fucking obvious answer. Not for not for like the layman, but for someone working in that field, like it should be, like um, I. So like in this game I was playing, I was mm. talking about earlier. They they do a really similar thing where it's like they have to get answers from the um, imprint of a consciousness that's out like like stored on a USB sort of thing. Um, so they have to load up that consciousness into a simulation. Right. And they can put the simulation in different um, environments. And the only one that works is the one that was the last memory of where they were. So it was in like a seat scanning their right. brain. Yeah. If you put them anywhere else, they freak out. And they go, I don't know what's going on. And then the simulation fails. Yeah, okay. So to me, I was like, well, yeah, that... To someone working in like that field, that should have been a very fucking obvious answer. I feel. I like even yeah. with com- like computers, right? Like if I took this hard drive out and put it in your computer, mm. it wouldn't work because the the body's different. Like it, it knows how to run on the on all that hardware, but it doesn't know how to run on all of your hardware. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm. I mean, I do. I, I'm working on like an Apple though, and and as we know, like Apple likes to have their own fucking shitty version of everything. So yeah. Nothing yeah. works with anything else. <laughs> oh, you using you, you breathe air. You need to breathe apple air. Um <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like that but it's it's you're right. Yeah. But it's also funny that like he comes to this conclusion but and when he explains it and dis- and shows it to Ed, Ed just sort of like rambles like two sentences to himself and he's like, Oh yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. cool. Like that's that sorted this should not have been in a, a fucking epiphany. Years of research that yeah. he's just convinced himself that that's the right answer. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it <laughs> makes sense from like a fucking... Um, just from like the perspective of 
thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, think, yeah. like if I were to die and then I woke up and then someone said I was a robot, I would probably freak the fuck out too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like it makes like, sense. Why is Keanu Reeves doing this to me? <laughs> yeah. <just> weird. <laughs> anyway, that's my fucking nitpick for the day. Well, thank God it only took like, you know, the murder of his entire family for this, yeah. for this realization to come through. But, uh, you know, they, they sort of, you know, figure it out. He rolls the dice and they, they transfer Mona's mind into the cloned body of her. Seems to be a success. Uh, William goes about just prepping the rest of the house um, so that like his whole family wakes up like just like it's the next day. So nothing seems sort of out of ordering like that. And then he goes to bed with his with clone clone Mona. Uh, and then the next morning wakes up to find that his entire clone family is just up and about and going around their day like nothing ever happened. Everything seems to be sort of fine and normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so William's obviously just like pumped about this, pretty stoked. Um, immediately begins to clog the, these clone children's arteries with pancakes. He's just like, <laughs> eat whatever you want. <laughs> You're alive. Um, and then um, Cloner goes for a run. Um, and this this thing, I wrote this down because I was like, when's this going to come back? And I don't think it does. So she goes for a run and then stops halfway through the run and starts clutching at her chest. Yeah. But then just reappears back at home, seems to be totally fine. And I don't think there's ever any follow-up as no. to what that was about. Nothing comes from it. No. There's no reason for her... Because there was no... Even when you find out what's going on a bit later on, it doesn't seem to be remotely related to her like shit ticker. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a weird one. Yeah. That's sort of like the cancer card in uh, in the room. Yeah. <laughs> like when yeah, the, the mother's yeah. like, I've got cancer. And it's like, oh, that's the last we'll hear from that then. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, you know, I wonder if it was something that was meant to go somewhere and it just it just didn't... Maybe she, if she was like... Maybe she just had heartburn. Yeah, She's maybe. like, oh, I need a Gaviscon. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta head back home. <laughs> there was... Yeah, there's another scene like just after where... Um, uh, Will has to go into the office or to the lab. Sorry, mm. office. <laughs> um, she looks at him and she has this really blank stare. And I thought, oh, okay, here we go. She's going to like go crazy or something. But yeah. that never comes back either. She's fine. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's actually like when she gets back from the run and he gets a phone call. I think it is the next thing that happens. Because yeah. like, to be fair, like even as a viewer, I was sort of like something's going to go weird yeah it's going to happen and i was waiting for it to be like this is sort of like the one thing not the one thing like i, got, I will give this particular sequence credit like it built it up it was like something sus is surely going to happen mm. and it really just played into that um because i mean aside from like the inexplicable heart clutching by the mum then his dumb shit clumsy kid cuts himself like while cutting an apple. Yeah. But he runs back into the room and it's like, no, he's just a fucking dead shit and he can't cut an apple. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with him. Jerk can't use a knife. Yeah. My stupid wiener kids can't <laughs> cut fruit. Um, so, um, but yeah, like nothing really sort of goes wrong. So he's just like, oh, ah, yeah. all, right, all right. But anyway, so he gets called into the office because they have a, um, they have a donor that's come in and it's the donor for the final test before, like, if it doesn't work, they're being shut down. Yeah. Like everything's everything's no good. So he's like, oh, I've got to go and 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 do work. So he he races off to the office. Um, but he he sort of has like a bit of a change of heart. And and even though Ed is like, yeah, we're we're good to go here. Uh, William puts his foot down. He's like, nah, like not compatible. Puts his foot down. Cancels the test. To which like there's sort of a bit of a like, what are you like? Why like why have you got a change of conscience and yeah. whatever now? Um. So, um. At this point. Things start to get even even more bizarre, if you can believe it. 
after that encounter, William decides to go to a cubicle in the toilets yeah. with all of the equipment. Which seems like the least hygienic place to have a needle go into your eye. I would think so. Yeah. And given that him and Ed just walked out with billions of dollars of equipment and four corpses in the <laughs> middle of the night... I reckon it's probably safe to assume there's no cameras. So yeah. maybe you can just do this anywhere. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do it in the bathroom. In the hallway. Yeah. And Jones wouldn't have even cared. I reckon he would have walked past and... Jones would have gone in and just like... He would have gone to the bathroom. It would have been fine. He would have been like, oh, I'm going to the dunny. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> he wouldn't have even seen. But anyway, but yeah, for whatever reason, there is like a weird encounter where Jones comes in to take a leak and he's like, you know, uh, I don't know. How's stuff? And he's just like, oh, whoa. Um, <laughs> and he leaves and then he, and then, and then fucking William puts on the, the fucking science headgear and injects the needle into his eye and he mm-hmm. extracts his own neural imprint. Yep. Uh, it looks fucking nasty, though, i got to say. I was like, oh, this yeah. is, that's not pleasant. Amazing recovery from such a procedure, though, that he's applied to himself. Yeah. Like, you know, apparently there is, um, so there was a dude, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name, but he did um, this procedure called he was a psychologist or some sort of maybe a neuros neurosurgeon some sort of ologist yeah some sort of brain man (laughs) (laughs) brainologist yeah (laughs) he um he used to do this thing called an ice pick lobotomy which was basically he would just put a like a long fucking pick Mm. down in that same spot of your eye so like kind of near where your tear duct is right um and there's a small um like thin part of the skull he would like tap through that with a hammer. Yeah, okay. Um, and then twist the little ice pick thing, uh, and it would sever some neural pathways. Um, and then that was meant to basically people who uh, were mentally ill in like an erratic way. So anyone that was kind of, um, I guess, maybe like severely autistic, right. or just any any kind of like. I'm sure this is a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this was uh, the. 50s maybe is this the thing is this the same procedure that they do in sucker punch i haven't seen sucker punch oh yeah Sorry. somebody find somebody respond to me <laughs> we're well, not this recording to you dude. <laughs> it was it was meant to um it was meant to uh relax not relaxed but like um sedate them permanently basically but it was just making them um just like brain damage it was right? bra- it was brain damage mm. yeah it was literally brain damage so it would work immediately you'd be like Oh look, they're heaps calm now. So that this this really worked. Oh god! But obviously, they you know everyone just was not well. <laughs> anyway, they outlawed that. Yeah. One actually interesting story. And Reeves bought it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting story. He went to someone's house, who who was mentally ill and was having like a disturbance mm. and was going off and and they you know the police called. I'm pretty sure the police called him and he went out there and they were like, right boys, hold him down. And he just did a fucking ice pick lobotomy like right there and then on the floor. And it was like, dust his hand off. Like, see ya. Jesus. Like, so he was, he was, he did it. He traveled all across America doing them and he made like thousands of people brain damage. He brain damaged thousands of people. That's it's insane. Up. What the hell? Anyway, the point of this story is that like, he, you could do it. You could do it in there and it would be fine. Like it would just be like, yep, wipe away a tear of blood and you're good. Oh, so you're saying that like it's okay that he, yeah. because he didn't like twist. Well, no, I just think that um, like the fact that it went kind of just behind his eye. Oh, it's not like it's not like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 There Keanu, you go. Keanu's onto something. Bit of um, bit of fucking real world medical science for yeah. you. Yeah. Pretty I gnarly. Feel like that story would have been a lot more interesting and plausible than the one that we <laughs> yeah. just watched then. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. I, that, that, that was that was a good little segue. But mm. um, well, I guess that answers uh, that thing then, because I was like, he seems to be pretty cool after that. Yeah. Like he just sort of walks up a set of stairs, and Ed's like, "Hey, you're crying blood," and he's just like, "Yoink, <laughs> no problem." Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he tells. Um, uh, but obviously, Ed, Ed realizes what he's sort of sure, done. He yeah. pieced it together, and he's like, "You bloody, you've taken your own mind in your own hands." And he's like, "Whoa!" Um, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, uh, "William's like, oh, I'm going to write an algorithm that tricks the synthetic body into thinking that its actual body is there. Thus, like, it'll everything will just sort of work. So, like, the final test can be a success if they write that algorithm." Yeah. Which, uh, which is funny to me because. Like it's fine. Like, t- like that to me is plausible. It's all right. No worries. They've like created a logic there. They're going to follow through with it. But William's just like, all right, I'll just write that tonight. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just whips it up. We're just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to write it. Not being, I'm not, I'm not going to test it. Yeah. And then we'll just load it up tomorrow. Like on yeah. the final day. Like, oh, it'll work. That is confidence. <laughs> yeah. That man's got a bloody ice running through his veins. <laughs> anyway, so he gets home, uh, finds that Mona is sort of being a bit funny and she's like, I'm having. I'm having some like mem- like I don't know she's having like sort of weird memories like she can't remember certain things. And yeah. She's like, when were we supposed to go on a holiday? But then I don't remember the holiday and like all this sort of weird stuff's happening and um and and William's just like I oh, know you're like you're fine you're just confused or something he just sort of like palms it off. Mm. Um, Mona then also mentions that their daughter Sophie uh, has been having like fevers. She was I'm oh, sorry she's had a fever. Um, and he's like, oh, maybe you just got what she has. You know, you guys are just being crazy. <laughs> so um, crazy. So crazy. And so he, he ushers her off to bed and he's like, ah, oh, I got to, you know, I got to need like 20 minutes to write this, uh, amazing algorithm. So he just like <laughs> goes down to the basement, whips it up, like not even a problem and not even typing. He does this with his fucking like, you know, yeah. minor, minority report interface and how, um, which is apparently the best way to code. <laughs> um, so it does that it's like no problem it's just like yeah cool like we just cut in on him he's just like alright finished <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes uh, then he goes to bed um, oh that's right Sophie wakes up during the night um, and she's convinced like she's in a, all in a panic and, yeah. and uh, William runs in to see what's going on because she's sort of freaking out and she's Sophie's convinced that her mum has died um, so she's having these weird sort of traumatic flashbacks yeah, and stuff like yeah. that which is pretty awful obviously um, but William's like no it's just a bad dream like go to sleep uh, he seems to wait for her to go back to sleep. He then carries her down to the basement, sedates her. <laughs> Amazing parenting. Um, then overwrites her memories, these like seemingly sort of like, you know, hidden memories uh, or associations yeah. that have led her to have these dreams that like her mum died. Which, all right, he's done that. But like he's done it in the fucking middle of the house and yeah. left the bed that like he shares with his wife. So she's just woken up and just been like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> then, um, so she's obviously like, well, okay, well, there's obviously, like, I think it is something. Yeah. And so she then reveal, like, he then is just like, all right, cool. So you all died. I put you all on a hard drive. I, you know, I made, we cloned you and, uh, you know, you guys are replicas. Yeah. So she's pretty off it at that point. Um, she's a bit upset, but then they sort of, then she's like, she reaches out and grabs his hand. So there's like, I don't know, she seems to be sort of okay with it, but he's like a bit conflicted. Yeah. Anyway, the next day, uh, they, <laughs> the family goes tree shopping with Ed. <laughs> tree shopping. That was like a line that's mentioned earlier on, just offhandedly. Like, it's, I think it's meant to be like humorous, but like, they don't know, they actually went tree shopping. Yeah. Yeah, they um, did. And anyway, Mona sees a little girl and she's like, that's sort of, that kid looks familiar. So she has like a bit of a, a moment there. 
And then, um, so like there's sort of this bit, this thing building up, like they're building up that like the clones are starting to have memories that, you know, were supposed to be deleted or they're starting to figure things out and there's inconsistencies with their memories. And it's sort of, you know, there's been a bit of a slow burn to, to start that process. I tell you what, I don't know what the fuck they ate for dinner, but everything comes out at dinner that night. Like everything just happens heaps weird and real fast. Yeah. So yeah. we go from tree shopping to um, the four of them sitting around the dinner table. Um, their stupid son um, pours <laughs> bloody mashed potato into his milk or something like that. And and they're like, oh, you poured mash into your milk, and he's like, do. Um, <laughs> he's like, really? Like he sort of he's like, oh, did I? Like it's like right in fucking front of you. Um, and then Sophie's like, who's Zoe? Like asking about this sister that she doesn't realize that she has, because her, the name is written in crayon in her bedroom. Mm. And then as soon as she says that, Mona comes like leaps out of the kitchen, just being like, yeah. And there's a bunk bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like they everyone just jumps down his throat because he's fucking klutzy son. <laughs> I'm, I'm blaming on that damn kid. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Well, he can't cut an apple, can't pour freaking milk. Jackass. Um anyway, so Paul Williams has been thrown under the bus again. <laughs> but uh it, the, this whole sort of like confrontation is interrupted by Jones just arriving out of fucking nowhere on the scene just letting himself into the house just yeah. being like hey what's going on like he's like you know like he lives there himself then he just like goes to have a conversation with William out back and it's at this point and at when I first when this first happened I was just like this is this movie's going too far like it's yeah. not even, it's not even trying anymore they do they do wrap up some loose ends at towards the end which yeah. we'll get to but when you, this happens after what you've experienced you're just like come on yeah <laughs> like, totally yeah they're having a conversation at the back and Jones is just like yeah so I know your family are clones and but like no explanation he's like yeah, yeah everyone in there they're all a clone um, and that looks bad for business uh, Mona also like has figured it out not sure how he knows that Mona's figured it out yeah but he just says that uh, and so he's like, you know, how long until everyone else starts to sort of figure out that something weird's going on here? Um, and also, like, we can't be seen as as you know, that that's a bad image for the company, basically. Mm. It's at this point that um, Jones reveals that his name isn't even really Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he goes on a, this spiel about this isn't what we're trying. Because yeah, because um, uh, Bill says, "Oh no, I figured it out. It's all right. I know how to make. I know mm. how to make the consciousness thing work." And he goes. We're not in the business of cloning people. Do you think people are going to pay that much money to bring a dead soldier back? Yeah. What they're interested in is being able to put like the best pilot's mind into, um, you know, fucking X billion drones or whatever. Yeah. That's where the money is. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, yeah. And then and then he comes out with, my name's not even Jones. Jones, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking line. Tilt camera 45 yeah. degrees to the left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's sort of, yeah, it's all just re- it's revealed. And it's, it's funny because when he sort of says that and he reveals the, the plot about it being like a military operation. And, yeah. Which yeah, really, like that all makes sense. It's like, of course, like, of course, this would be a military yeah. thing, right? But yeah, it's, William's just like, you mean we're not a biomedical security, like science <laughs> thing? And he's like, I'm not even Jones. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like... Catarina's character is simultaneously the smartest and dumbest man on the planet. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. 
the way he realizes stuff is just like maybe that's where his dumb shit son gets it from. Yeah. Sorry, that poor kid's getting really confident from midnight. It's just so easy to rag at him. What a grilling. He's a lovely boy, I'm sure. Firm handshake, lovely singing voice. So anyway, <laughs> William um is basically told that um he the the family like the clone family needs to go. Like mm. they can't stick around. But he's like, you know, it give me the algorithm that's gonna work with your fucking experiment. Um, and you know, and I will allow you to say goodbye to your clone family, which is something that you weren't able to do with your original family. Like you didn't get a chance to say goodbye, mm. wrap things up nicely. So uh, William's like, oh, "All right, so um, I'll do that." So he goes and, and gets the the algorithm the, on the hard drive. Enormous hard drives, huge, huge. Yeah. They got handles. Yeah. Um, so the, he comes back down, hands it over to to Jones, but bloody tricks him and stabs him with a needle. And this again, <laughs> yeah. he injects him with what I assume is the same stuff that was putting everyone else into a um, like like a coma. Yeah. And Jones is like, "What does he say?" He's like, "This is gonna make me angry or something." No, yeah, this is gonna piss me off, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but and then like just like a you know in the Pokemon Game Boy uh, game, like <laughs> it just has no effect. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. "Ah, you injected me. Uh, now I'm gonna be all angry." And so he just beats him unconscious with the hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not sure who the real hero was there, the hard drive or the or the drugs. Yeah, look, who's to say? But uh, maybe a man whose name is is simply Jones, you know, <laughs> needs more than just an injection uh, to be made unconscious. But um, he then runs inside. Mind you, Jones's hired goons are just out the front waiting for like some sort of signal or something like that. Yeah, um, and they're going to kill them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to kill the family, that's right. So um, while he's unconscious... Um, Sorry, while Jones is unconscious, uh, uh, William runs back inside the house, wraps the the uh, the thing in um, what do you call it? the hard drive in tinfoil, yeah. and then throws it in the microwave, and then he like gathers his family and he's like, "We've got to go," and everyone's just like, "Oh, all right," <laughs> like we're eating dinner, that's fine, we'll go. And he sort of half ass explains that like they're all under like their life is in danger and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so they get in the car. They fuck off. Um, the, the the Jones eventually just like wakes up not that long later on. Like for mm. someone who's just taken an injection and a couple of blows to the head, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. The goons catch up to them, even though they never actually gave chase. So you're like, oh, what's going on here? And they're being rammed by the by the goons. And then uh, it's at this point. At this point, William tells tells Mona that all of the him uh, that her and the kids have a tracker inside them mm. um, because they're, they're you know, property of the research lab and all the clones always have a tracker just sort of built into them. So it's in like their nervous system, I think they say. Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. So, which... Uh, no, no, I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going uh, at. Yeah. We don't <laughs> yeah. have to discuss it. Yeah, no. Yeah. So Mona, who is, uh, who is a doctor of some sort that we're... Yeah, so she's like, all right, let's go to, a, to the clinic. Hmm. Uh, we assume this is where Mona works as yeah. a doctor of some, some sort. Thing, yeah. Again, still not made clear. They go in there despite the fact that they can just be very easily tracked. They lose like the goons by like just driving around a garbage truck and the goons are like, ah, <laughs> yeah. garbage, our one weakness. Um, so the, <laughs> they seem to get like a significant lead. They go to the clinic. They go up to a, a room and uh, Mona is like, Okay, like they get the the defibrillator, defibrillator. Yeah, Def- one of those is right. Defib- I don't, I don't know which one. Okay, I'm gonna defibrillator. Defibrillator. That can't be right. Defibrillator. Hang on, ask Jeeves. <laughs> defibrillator. It is defibrillator. Okay, there you go. Like February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Defibrillator. Okay, 
So they get that. They put the patches on Sophie first, and they're like, if we, we zap, we zap the kids and, and me. Like it'll, it should short circuit the tracker that is like linked to our nervous system or something yeah. or other. So they they set up Sophie for this. They charge up the defibrillator. <laughs> Very you know, good parenting prevails because William, like always, rushes Mona. Like, well, what's taking so long, sort of thing. And then she's like, if I get it wrong, then Sophie's heart will stop. Right in front of the children. So yeah. he's like, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know what day of the week it is. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'm supposed to be in school. I'm supposed to be getting flirted with by fuckboys. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the, the hired goons um, track them to the hospital. They get very mildly sort of like reprimanded by a secu- like an old security guard who's just like, you guys can't be here. So they just shoot him. Yeah. Seems a little over the top. But anyway... Mona and, and the kids all have their signals sort of destroyed, so they're no longer they don't not uh, they no longer pop up as being tracked on the little iPads they all have. Uh-huh. So the goons are just like, ah, oh, they they fucking disappeared. The family then heads to the dock, uh, to a dock I should say, not the dock, a dock, uh, where William gets onto a boat looking for keys. Uh, it's not really clear whose boat this is. I don't think, or maybe he does. Maybe he mumbles it. But I think it was the same boat they were meant to be getting on when they were going on a holiday, and it's Ed's boat. I think. Well, yeah, it's eventually revealed that it's yeah. Ed's boat, but at the time, it, I don't think it's really... He's just sort of like rustling through this boat. Yeah. Uh, going through someone else's tackle box. Bad etiquette, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the goons then find them. Uh, oh, that's right. Jones makes a call to an unknown person and sort of asks for something. And the goons show up on the scene. They kidnap uh, Mona and the kids. William's helpless to do anything. But he's like, I, you know, Jones knows that he'll come after them. Yeah. William knows where they're going. They're being taken to, so they go to the the, the, the research facility, right? Yeah. For a sort of final showdown. So it's at this point that it's revealed that it was Ed that betrayed uh, William and the family by, um, and we find that out because uh, Jones returns the boat key to Ed. Mm-hmm. So it was Ed, uh, Ed who was um, who sort of got the call and gave away that like they they'd probably be heading to his boat. And uh, when William comes in, he tries to, Ed tries to sort of, you know, he apologizes, but he tries to say like, look, Jones knows about everything. Uh, when you told me to get rid of your family's bodies, when this all first happened, I couldn't do it. Uh, Jones found the bodies. So it, he obviously must have just like left them at work. <laughs> yeah. like, put them under this a won't car- be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like just put a carpet over the top of them or something like that. Like yeah. no one's going to look. And but anyway, he's like, no, no, everything's gonna be like work out. Just cooperate, and everything's gonna be fine, and we'll figure, you know, things will be sort of figured out. So poor Ed, I do sort of feel for him. I feel like he was trying to do the right thing, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So basically, we get to a point where um, Jones then uh, kills Ed, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, uh, showing everyone that he sort of means business. Uh, Willem gives in and he's like, all right, I'll give you the algorithm. Like, I'll write it for you right now and give it to you. Mona's like, but as soon as you do that, they'll kill us. And he's just like, yeah, but I love you. And so he goes and he, he does it. And while he's doing his fucking minority report coding, the robot starts booting up. Yeah. So we sort of imply that he's like uploaded his consciousness with the algorithm to the robot. So yeah. now there's uh, human William and then robot William. Yeah. Who is finally restrained, but just breaks out of the shackles pretty easily. Yep. Again, you're right. Super strength. Superhuman yeah. strength. Yeah. William um, comes back, uh, but um, Robot William is like attacking Jones and his goons. Mm-hmm. Uh, William gets uh, Mona and the kids and they escape and they get to the car. But just before they drive off, he sort of has like a change of heart and he's like, no, I've got to go back in for what is something. 
he doesn't say that, but that's sort of the subtext. And he goes back inside, um, and he ju- just in time to stop Robot William from killing Jones. Yeah. And so William bargains with Jones for his mind. He's like, "Give me a mind, and you'll be like the richest man in the world," or something like that. Yeah. To which he's like, "All right." And um, oh no, he sort of like he sort of like ah like I'll see you soon. So it's like, does he mean that the he's agreeing to that, or is it like I'll just see you in hell when I die? Yeah. Those were the options I did to to sort of you know in my mind to spice this movie up. Um, anyway, we cut to 17 days later. Mona and the kids are having fun on the beach. Um, William arrives on the scene with a cloned Zoe, yeah. their youngest daughter. He finally figured it out. Wait. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> I can do it. Not sure how he's accounting for the enormous time gap in young Zoe's mind, but yeah. uh, hey, yeah, childhood trauma. Anyway, we then cut to Dubai. Uh, so, so mind you, so human William and his clone family... Never been better. Yeah. Everything's just worked out. It's just fine. Yeah. No moral or like lesson to be learned here. No. Um, we go to Dubai where a cloned Jones is alive and kicking. He's got a business where he clones uh, rich dying people. Yep. With uh, with robot William mm. who wears a suit. He does. And he said, what does he say? He's like booted it up. And it or something energized like that. the body. Energized the body. Yeah. Something like some cheesy one-liner. Robot William says it. The end, yeah. <laughs> which is just like fuck. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. That, <sighs> um, yeah, it's something. It's it's a lot. It's a, it is it's too much. Yeah, I um, so sequel time. Um, I <laughs> firstly I wanted to um, I wanted to make this movie be in the same universe as Bill and Ted, <laughs> yeah, but okay. then I thought, oh, hang on a minute. Which one's Bill and which one's Ted? Because <laughs> Bill has to be Bill <laughs> for this to work. Oh, and he's not, he's Ted. Oh, no. So that I had to scrap that. Um, <laughs> that is more logic yeah. <laughs> than was applied to this film. Than the whole film. Um, Bill isn't Bill, it's out. <laughs> and then I thought that... Um, because they can they can very easily just erase and insert new memories mm. that this could uh, exist in the same universe as like Total Recall, Total, oh, Total Recall, Total Recall. Yeah. Um, but I I didn't end up going with that idea. Would, <laughs> would you like to hear what I went with? I would like to hear mm. what you went with. Okay, here we go. I hope it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it is like, not like Peppermint. Yeah, it's called Replicas Two. Replicate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I thank like you. That. Uh, so it's five years after the first movie. Uh, robotic Keanu Reeves grows tired of being a slave to Mister Not Even Jones. Uh, he knows he knows he had to do it to protect his family, uh, but he's sick of that shit and jealous that real Bill gets you know to live with his replica family. Mm. Um, so he carries on begrudgingly, uh, but starts building a robot army army in his own time. With stolen lab equipment, of which is easy to do. Yeah, anyone can do it. Yeah. Um, eventually, he has enough robotic versions of himself to break free from Not Even Jones. There's a big fight scene with like 20 robots and Not Even Jones's security people. Eventually, they break free um, and, you know, they're out of whatever mm. holds. I, don't, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that he was there with the, upon his own volition. <laughs> Now that I think about it, but let's just say that he, you know, he had to break away. Yeah. So him and his robot posse use like their unlimited robot stamina to just run for days to a new place. Right. And they eventually get to like a new city. I didn't specify which one. It could be anywhere. They just ran somewhere far away to yep. kind of start a new life. Yeah. 
Um, so they just hire a huge house, like you know, rent, rent like it, some Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, like they they rent a place. Uh, I don't know how they do that because they're robots. Are they connected to the internet? I like to think they are. Oh yeah, they are. yeah. Well, they would be right. Yeah, let's let's say it is. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I don't care. <laughs> there was enough plot holes in the first movie. <laughs> I'm allowed at least five plot holes. I actually, yeah. No, I, I, I found that, that that was actually part of the problem with these sequels was that like, because yeah. the, the bar was so low, it was actually <laughs> yeah. more difficult. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> there wasn't enough rules to work in. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, hire, they rent out a new place and they just settle into their new life as, as 20 robots of the same person. <laughs> <laughs> That's got sitcom written all over it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> um, but like they're robots, so their capacity for pleasure is pretty limited. Because they don't have human bodies, right? right? So they can't get high or like do anything fun. <laughs> so they have to find new and interesting ways to get their kicks. Right. Uh, so they started bringing people back from the dead just to fuck with people. Jesus Christ. So obviously they uh, the, the problem with this is that they need like a fresh brain. like Because it had to be within like seven hours or something, I assume. Yeah, did they? I, they didn't make I, that didn't clear even, as no. well. But they did mention a window of like seven hours. Right. So there is like a um, a time frame. Okay. So I thought, well, they can't because I wanted to bring back dead celebrities. Oh. Which I did, but like, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, they needed fresh brains. Yeah. Um, which they didn't have. Right. So instead of using the dead celebrities' brains, they used Keanu's algorithm to put to put Bill's. When I say Keanu, I just mean Bill. I don't know why I use a different That's name. A, there, Keanu Bill, yeah. Keanu Bill. Uh, so they put they just put Bill's consciousness into the bodies of celebrities, and they get the celebrity <laughs> DNA just by like good, good old fashioned grave digging. Of course, yeah. like grave robbing. Yeah. Um, so first they bring back John Lennon, um, who is just very promptly invited onto every talk show imaginable because yep. he's back. Of course, but it's Keanu, right? Yes. Yeah, it's Keanu in in um, John Lennon's body. Uh, so this is where they get their kicks, right? So he acts the part for a little while and kind of has a vague explanation on where he's been and how he's not dead. Mm. And people are convinced. Uh, but then he goes on to do like a live performance on like, you know, um, Letterman or something. Yeah. Um, and it's just fucking awful. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> but it's like intentionally awful because it's Bill. Um, and it's not even like his own songs or any Beatles songs. He just plays like Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, <laughs> and the main riff from Smoke on the Water. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? He's like, like, yeah, this is great. This is, is hilarious. Like, is it on like recorder or something as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should have I should have put it on recorder. Um, the next person they bring back is Elvis. Um, but to fuck with people, he just walks around saying, thank you so much, instead of thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Just like the tiniest thing. And everyone's like, that's not right. What the fuck? Thank you so much. I like that. <laughs> Just everyone feels really uncomfortable about it. Like, you shouldn't say that. That's I like that's that. so weird. So it's just these little things that they're getting yeah. their kicks on. Um, so this behavior just goes on and on. And they have a house full of clone celebrities. <laughs> uh, eventually, the celebs start going rogue and weird. And they're like playing because it's like Keanu's brain in the celebrities and they're playing their version of what the celebrity would be like. They start having all of these mental like it's kind of like the original problem, right? Where they where the, you know, they put a consciousness into a different body and it doesn't gel properly. Yeah. So like they start do like having these 
proper like mental breaks and they just go on like a rampage. <laughs> um, so one day all of the clone celebrities band together and just start roaming the streets like a pack of 30 undead fucking celebrity weirdos that are really all just the same person <laughs> yeah. and the world doesn't really know how to react and everyone's like whoa what, what the fuck's going on why are all these people suddenly alive yeah and why are they acting all weird yeah and they're just going crazy there's like an undead there's like a a montage of just them where i'm in the streets being weirdos there's an undead Thomas Edison. He's like climbing up poles to punch out the light globes <laughs> with his bare hands. He's screaming like, fuck to light. <laughs> fuck these bulbs. And then John Candy has a wheelbarrow full of broccoli that he's handing out to strangers. Oh my Lord. Freddie Mercury is strutting around with a set of fake teeth that's somehow way larger than his actual teeth. <laughs> uh, and the riots are just getting out of hand. There's like police everywhere. Celebs are being pepper sprayed. It's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> the real Bill sees what's going on mm. um, and gets roped into help, suspecting that there's some sort of nefarious cloning afoot. <laughs> Luckily, he built a failsafe into his algorithm that just so he activates that, and all the unauthorized celebrity celebrity clones just like turn off. They just like it's like they shut down. They just, drop. They're just like boom. <laughs> um, so they basically all collapse and like their power's been drained and everyone's like happy. Like, mm. yay, the problem's solved. Um, but what they don't know is that the original robotic bill had it was it was a distraction. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, no. all the celebrity clones were a distraction and amidst the chaos they managed to um ob- obtain a massive factory and just mass manufacture more of themselves in robot form. <laughs> So now there's just like tens of thousands of robotic bills this roaming is... the earth. Um, and they've just like essentially become Skynet. It's like Terminator. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then the world is just enslaved by re- robotic Keanu Reeves. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. A scathing indictment on celebrity culture. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, that is well done. Yeah, thank you. I think you did a good job with that because yeah. this, this was really fucking hard. Look, it's not my favorite, but you know, I mean, we've we made Coyote Ugly into a space opera, and that <laughs> somehow seemed much more logical and easier yeah, than this it? film. Yeah, you need rules and like you know, yeah, you need rules to work within, and they just they didn't. This movie just didn't have them. It was not. There was just too much to like be considering all the time yeah like to think about and like nothing made sense i think that was the thing nothing really made sense no it was like asking a question of like uh, oh hey man do you want chicken or fish yes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and they're like no i'm going to clone every dish and have just like 30 of them (laughs) but also i'm going to upload the chicken to a robot (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it's just like no just stick with one thing man i need to know what i can parody (laughs) it's yeah it was it was tricky yeah, it was hard, and and mm. it, um, it it's about to show because um, I really struggled with this. Uh, I think this is the shortest one I've ever written. Lay it on me. Okay, so things get a little bit dark. Uh, mine's called Replicas Two, Control C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you've done yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, Command C for any uh, Mac folk out there. <laughs> so, Robot William and Jones's business is booming. Um, they they uh, you know where they picking up we're picking up from where they left mm. off where they have uh, the cloning business for the the ultra rich 
uh, in Dubai. I like that we both went down that s- oh, same yeah. starting route. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the perfect sort of. I mean, like, yeah. It was really yeah. the only thing I feel like I could grab onto. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, business is booming, um, and uh, uh, now uh, no rich people ever die anymore basically because they just have like all this wealth and the capacity to just keep on living and cloning themselves and passing on their consciousness so as a result an immortal elite have started to overpopulate the earth i I, now that i read this back i realize that that really doesn't seem to matter later on but uh, anyway it's fine uh (laughs) (laughs) that's fine fine. you you've that's your um you know one of your five plot holes that you're allowed to have that's (laughs) ding one (laughs) Uh, so Jones has become the the face of Replicorp. I'm not sure if there was a name for it, but that's the one I gave it. I like it. Uh, it they're raking in billions, like just obscene amounts of money. Yeah. Like I should have said trillions. Let's go trillions. Yeah, raking absolutely. Raking trillions of dollars. Bigger than Jeff Bezos. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> um, so uh, Robot Williams, I keep accidentally going to say Robin Williams. Robot William <laughs> performs the mind imprint procedures and, and does like research at sort of his leisure and stuff because he's just a robot, right? Like he's got no family or anything else, but like he's he's basically got the capacity to just focus purely on like his work. Yeah. Meanwhile, human William and his clone family are basically just living the sweet life because since William is also technically Robot William and Robot William is part of this trillion dollar business and he's earning an income, but he doesn't really need like personal income. So human William and his family just get to like live off that money. Yeah, right. That's the that's that's the little sort of thing I gave them. Yeah, nice. Uh, so they're, they're just like sweet. They're just like kicking back while uh, mechanical, like yeah, Robot William does all the work. Jones uh, uh, otherwise has, you know, he's in a position where he's built this enormous empire. It's kind of like if Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates combined. Wow. Like, it's just super like they've expanded and done all diversified and other sort of words. And um, <laughs> so he's basically sort of like becoming like a global force at this point because they're so mega rich and they have this incredible technology and um, all their clients are, the you know, the rich elite as well. Sure. But you know, like all people who sort of encounter, uh, you know, uh, power and, and money and all that sort of stuff and fame, uh, he becomes sort of greedy and he wants to, he strives to sort of become more powerful and more wealthy. But he needs a way, he decides the best way to like figure out how to get ahead uh, and do better is to like review his performance, kind of like an athlete would review their performance after like competing in this, you know, in a game of sport. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a sentence. So he figures the best way of doing this would be to like be able to obviously like observe himself in the workplace and everyone he works with and all of his clients and stuff like that and sort of like you know like a cricket team might watch back a game and you'd be like ah see there's a problem here so he's thinking like I'll do the same thing right uh, so he figures the best way to do that is to just buy Australia oh okay he's super rich man he can do whatever he wants yeah so he buys Australia uh, I don't know everyone who lives there that he just like relocates them or something because he's you know he's super rich he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> He builds an enormous biodome that covers all of Australia and then um, uh, makes an exact replica of, of his world inside the biodome in Australia. Wow. Yeah. And then he fills it with clones of everyone he's, everyone he's ever interacted with and works with as well as a clone of himself. Okay. And he sets this up as like their own sort of world where he can like, they basically will just like, it's a simulation of his own life that he can observe. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. So, mind you, I should mention this is basically the ex- like the the very vague storyline from Cynodoke, New York. I haven't seen it, and it's nowhere. It is. It, this is actually hugely insulting to that film, <laughs> but I'm stealing the general idea. 
Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I like to think of it uh, like a Truman show. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a better sort of thing to have, to have said, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what he's doing. So the idea is that like this simulation will kickstart, all the clones will wake up and they just start going about their lives, completely oblivious to the fact that like they're part of a simulation that um, you know, original Jones is just watching so he can like figure out ways of analyzing his performance and strategy and other business things, <laughs> right? So um, over a few years um, of, of watching the clone world reaches the point where clone Jones has the idea to improve his business performance by creating a small clone world version of himself and the world that he lives in. <laughs> so he creates a simulation inside the simulation to Whoa. watch himself. Anyway, you can probably imagine this goes on mm. for quite some time. Original Jones is fascinated by this, obviously, and continues to watch on. He's like, hey, he's exactly what I just did like a few years ago. Anyway, after a few more years, a clone Jones makes a discovery about his world that he's actually a clone and his reality is a lie. Mm -hmm. um, so he attempts to make contact with his creator who he suspects is himself, given that he's made a, a simulation yeah. of himself. Um, but the original Jones decides to stop this by ending the simulation and he just like kills Australia, the Australian biodome. Wow. <laughs> he just ends it. He's like nukes it? Yeah, I don't know. I just, whatever. <laughs> sure. Science. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, he uses crazy technology yeah. science. Uh, technology science. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he just like ends it because he's like super powerful, right? Sure. But um, but uh, what happens then is like after he does this, after this like situation sort of arises, he's like, oh, it was sort of like looking into the future. Like, what if I realize that I'm also living in a simulation? And when I realized that my simulation realized they were living in a simulation, I ended the simulation. So if I show any signs of like discovering that I'm in a simulation, or, or reveal that I'm aware that I'm in a simulation, then I, myself, who I assume has created this simulation, will end the simulation <laughs> and I'll be killed. Yeah. So he's in like this weird hell where he just has to like go on his every, like the rest of his life in like this weird prison that he's sort of created in his mind, but could also be real. And he's like super miserable and stuff like that. And just like in the first film, how like no one sort of got penalized really for any of the seriously horribly non-ethical behavior mm -hmm. that just sort of he just lives out the rest of his life as like a super rich dude uh but like always but that sort of monkey on his shoulder uh meanwhile human william and his clone family are just living the sweet life and everything's fine <laughs> hell yeah yeah nice yeah it's something <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that's an interesting concept um about the whole living in a simulation thing you know oh yeah uh i like that um, because apparently there's theories that we are living in a simulation that's right but don't Acknowledge it. All that oh, yeah, simulation, sorry. man. No, look, it could, that couldn't have been... It couldn't be me that um, is important enough to... Uh, it says, you know the, says I mean? the guy who was just playing a simulation video game. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, but I didn't create it, you know. If well, I start making games, then that's when you... Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye out in case you start <laughs> making video games. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. That was fun. As always, you should join our Facebook group. It's uh, the Motion Picture Podcast. If you just search it, you'll find it. I think it's the only group out there on the internet anyway. Oh, yeah. it's the only. Well, it's the only one worth joining. Just open up your me. browser and it'll be like the only result. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, all right. Cool. Thanks for listening, friends. Thanks, friends. Until next time. Bye.